Oh, did you see? Yeah, when he was down there too, before he did the uh, put the cement in the front seat, <laughs> they had him put on gloves to hand out food. Oh, yeah. And he goes, "My hands are too big." He pulled an OJ, <laughs> trying to get them gloves on. Of course, he did. He is trying to go down as the worst president ever, right? The most hated. I don't think he's trying. I think there's just it's not there's no option. <laughs> But I just feel like every move he makes, since we're, since we're not going to be talking about the DACA thing, like, mm. I'm like, you just want everybody to fucking hate you? I mean, like, I just don't understand. Well, that, that's it, uh, Sessions. No, but no, he made Sessions go out and do it, but he made the decision. Yeah. Well, that's because he promised his base, and he can't not promise, you know, he can't live up to what he promised his base. Yeah, but Lord. everybody tells him, this is not going to work out well for you. No. Well, he kind of half-assed did it anyway, but... Yeah, it's yeah. true. But, I mean, but the the general going public is going to be like, he ended DACA, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what well, Jeff he... Sessions said today was kind of oh. just horrible. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I don't understand these moves. I don't understand these moves. He's not winning anybody over. He's just losing more and more. Well, he's winning over white nationalists. Who, how much percentage do they make up in the country? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, a, a, a smaller number than they think but way bigger than i would hope i don't know it's just crazy it's just insane yeah. i mean they, what they said on morning joe might be true that he just doesn't care about the presence anymore he's like i just want to suck in as much of these 33 percent of people and start my own news network <laughs> and mm. make billions of dollars because it's like he is not gaining new voters no, no. and he's lost a lot of the uh, kind of middle of the road republicans who quote gave him a chance yeah i mean they're all fucking done with him yep Come on, P tape. <laughs> P tape is not illegal. It's not going to do anything. I don't care. It'll be embarrassing. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profane argument or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, September 5th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week on the podcast, we will be talking about should prisoners be allowed to go to church? And we have a lot of info surrounding Hurricane Harvey. But first, I wanted to bring up a... It's not really a survey. It was a summary of data. Apparently, OkCupid... Okay put out a summary of data on the people who use their site, on uh, their dating site. It was involving 526,000 users. They put out different things, different just generic stats. And the one thing that spurred a certain article here that is on geeksaresexy.net <laughs> is the question, are atheists really smarter? So what they did is they took what people had written on the site on OkCupid and analyzed it to kind of determine what reading level they what they put online was at and then ranked it by the type of uh, religion the person was and atheists rank highest hmm. in the reading level but and well, this if is it was on OkCupid I'm sold <laughs> 
And I just, I found it interesting because the way that the first graph shows, like Protestant is significantly lowest, followed by Catholics. And then there's a, like a slow ramp up after that. But if you, if you actually scroll down to the second graph, it shows it from zero, not just that top scale. So it shows that the reading level that they came up with, it's not all that different between the, uh, between the groups. So I, I thought it was an interesting display of statistics that it's not really that accurate and can be read entirely different ways. Right. It's also of, I mean, I don't know what's the st- statistical significance of single people versus married, but presumably most are single on OkCupid. And specifically single people who are using a internet dating site. Now, I don't sure. know... I don't know of any type of person that uses, I think all types of people use an internet dating site. I.E. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many a dates from OkCupid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. And, Anybody uh, listen to our other show? Yeah, I know. I thought, Ray, I thought you listened to every episode. <laughs> I just wanted to feign surprise. That's all. I also, <laughs> I also know that Ian uh, has been on a dating site, but uh, I didn't. For sure. Yeah. But I don't know that the, this data specifically is all that uh, all that useful. Interesting. Well, but. having a first-hand experience, I can tell you that the ones that I have talked to who are religious on their profiles were definitely stupider. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A non-statistical sampling. <laughs> Just in their way of answering questions and whatnot and not getting subtlety or sarcasm over the internet. Just real blockheads. <laughs> mm. Well, when you don't have to think about you know where you get your morality and, and think about things and everything's just spoon-fed to you you tend not to think so well let me ask you this crew of profane <laughs> argument <laughs> okay i almost said guys <laughs> sorry <Kurt. laughs> have you ever met a stupid atheist i don't know i possibly probably oh yeah <laughs> um pot smoker guy <laughs> I don't know. Well, if now he's... is he high or is he stupid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He I'm might just be incredibly high. high and susceptible. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, oh. Have to cut that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. It's fine. He's just amazingly high. I think. <laughs> well, and he also has displayed susceptibility. Isn't he the one that argued for what was it? He argued for uh, homeopathy. He argued for homeopathy and heaven, of all things. At an atheist meetup? Yeah. Uh, you sure he's not looking for dates? Uh, it's possible. Yeah, he said, well, what do you think happens when you die? I'm like, well, what do you think happens? Nothing. That's why we're all here. <laughs> yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I do like the one thing on the statistics page from OkCupid. It says, if you were trying to rid your mind of prejudiced assumptions like white people like golf and hockey black people like basketball and kanye west latinos like dancing and fighting and asians like software development and we tie don't worry <laughs> you're going to find that those results are correct <laughs> <laughs> and it's because statistically it's true it's not racist if it's statistically true you just can't assume that of every individual you right. can say to statistically there's a propensity yes but not each individual yeah <laughs> so when i meet a black person don't automatically go hey you're black you like basketball right exactly Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. bad in, in fairness i'm sure that's true for everything yeah like i'm confident if i met someone from england rather than just Rather than I just start talking, 
about Liverpool, <laughs> I should ask them first if they have any interest in soccer. Because there's sure. a fair chance that they don't. There is a fair chance they don't. <laughs> and especially don't ask. My mother gets this all the time still. Oh, do you know so-and-so? He's from Liverpool. She's like, no, we don't all know each other. <laughs> well, that's very much like I think I told this story on another podcast where I worked at the convenience store. Every so often, some dude would walk in and go, hey, what's the score of the game? And I'd be like, what game? What are you talking about? And like, I started getting so annoyed that I said that anybody who asked me that question again, I'm going to go, hey, did you see the new Harry Potter movie? <laughs> like right after he immediately asked me, he goes, why would you assume I like Harry? Why would you assume I do a fucking game you are talking about? Because <laughs> I'm white? You're white and you're a guy. That means you like football, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> nope. I do. <laughs> and I'm white. <laughs> and, and I'm a guy. <laughs> you stereotyped. <laughs> <laughs> so my worst one, my worst stereotype was when I was in uh, tech school in Biloxi, Mississippi, I was walking through, it was a common hallway, and there was a poster board set up so everybody could post events and stuff, and there was a African-American gathering for, it was, it, I don't know, it was like a friendly gathering. If you're new to the base, you can go there and hang out with people who with similar backgrounds. And they had a menu up. And it was fried chicken and watermelon. And I looked at it and I went, oh, God, someone put this up as a joke to offend everyone. And no, that was just that's just what it was. Yeah. And I went, okay, am I racist for thinking it was a joke? No, because it's it's both racist and true at the same time. Right. Mm. I mean, do we associate that with 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 black people? Yes. Does that make grape soda any less delicious? No. <laughs> oh, grape soda is disgusting. I'm sorry. Sir. So gross. <laughs> grape soda is awesome. So oh. orange soda. It's like Dave Chappelle says. He goes, I thought I liked fried chicken because it was delicious. <laughs> Turns out I liked it because I'm black. <laughs> White people can't dance. Black people can't swim. Oh, I can, I can tell you an interesting story about one time also where I was, true. I was very embarrassed for being white. Mm. I was <laughs> getting drugs with my heroin ex-girlfriend. Okay. No. And uh, we were outside of a... <laughs> Could you call her your heroin-abusing ex-girlfriend? Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you were the heroin addict in that. My ex-girlfriend heroin. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, I chose poorly on my words. She, she was a woman, and she did she enjoy was a to abuse heroin. And we stopped at some local motel or something some shady place where they could get drugs and this few of them were out in the, in the in the room and i was waiting in the car with like three or four very thuggish black guys in my car and i'm driving and we're sitting there and one of them goes yo man you got any like rapper shit in here and i'm like oh no i'm like i'm like i got beastie boys <laughs> and they all started laughing and pointing at me and shit and i was like oh man i just want to die <laughs> Uh, In fairness, the Beastie Boys are excellent. I agree. (laughs) Not to them. It was the whitest thing I could have ever said. Sure. (laughs) Well, that's pretty white, yeah. I guess it's going to be worse if I was like, I got (laughs) Eminem. No, I think Beastie Boys is more white. I don't know why. (laughs) Because they're Jews. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, moving on. I wanted to mention this because, well, one of our listeners posted it. There was a stuffyoushouldknow.com. There is a podcast that they do that explains stuff you should know. And one was how Satanism works. <laughs> so we've had discussions about Satanists because they fight against Christian 
monuments they and the do. like all over the country. All the time. And they get mm. such a bad rap because they are so frequently confused with devil worshippers. So there is this podcast. It's a, just under an hour long. I would say it's worth listening to, although I would also say that they only really address the Church of Satan. They do mm. not address the Satanic Temple, which I now understand is a completely different thing. The problem I have is I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> Lucian Greaves is the leader of the Satanic Temple, and it was LaVey that started the Church of Satan. And I don't really understand the difference because they both seem to be based in atheism. I'm guessing that the Church of Satan is more based on the you know Christian religion mythos and has like more ritualistic kind of stuff. But a lot of their rules and guidelines uh, seem to overlap. So I don't know. Maybe we'll. Uh, Lucian Greaves is on. Lucian Greaves is on Twitter. So I'll contact him and see if he can uh, explain the difference. See, see if he's the people Judy in front or the people's front of Judea. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there may be significant differences. I just don't know. But. <laughs> there, there may be. Well, we broke down other religions recently, and you know talked about them and how they worked and what was the basis of it but way sure. early in the episodes do we want to do one on satanism at some point i would have to learn quite a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah me too but <laughs> i i think i think that would be i think the information is out there and yeah. i think they they deserve acknowledgement and respect for all the good work they've been doing recently and again <laughs> the importance of separating them from uh, devil worship yeah. devil worship i think would, would go a long way to help because but why really, do we got to help them because they seem nice <laughs> yeah they're doing good in the world. We should help them. Yeah. We're doing good, too. They we should are. help us. <laughs> They're too lazy. They do indirectly. <laughs> they give us great stories. To... Well, I'll give them that. Yeah. So if we support them and help explain what they believe, maybe we can, you know, lure one of them into our show. <laughs> well, don't they still believe in crazy shit that we don't believe in? I don't know. Well, the, I would say the Satanic Temple does not. At least doesn't. Nothing that is on their webpage has anything to do with religious beliefs. It's all about... To me, it seems like they just use the, the brand Satan so that they can get people's attention. Mm -hmm. On the one thing that yeah. Lucian Greaves said was, if a, if a secular person comes up and says, I want to put my secularist monument next to your cross, people go, uh, okay. But yeah. if a Satanist <laughs> comes up and says, I want to put my Satanistic symbol next to your cross, people freak out. <laughs> Gets the point across a lot. More, yeah. yeah. But uh, a lot of what they do is not from the, the small amount of reading I've done so far. We'll have to we'll have to get into it more. But it's not evil. It no. is at most and at worst um, selfish based, individualistic. Yes. So I get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could put together a show on them. But yeah, it's interesting. I do think it's interesting. So in any case, there you go. I'm going to move on to state news. Over in Oklahoma, they have uh, the East Central University in Oklahoma has a chapel, the Boswell Memorial Chapel on the university campus, and it is university run. And the problem with that is, is it has a giant steeple with a cross on top and they distribute Bibles throughout the chapel. Uh, so it only promotes Christianity, <laughs> but uh, it is a public funded university. Mm. And they are getting guff from the Americans United for Separation of Church and State, who are trying to uh, 
basically stop them from, from they want the cross pulled down. They want, you know, if you're going to supply Bibles, you need to supply other, uh, other reading materials as well. But apparently the attorney general, Mike Hunter, the attorney general of the state has said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Again, the cross is a secular symbol. It does not promote Christianity. <laughs> the balls on these people. Yeah. Shocking. It's a secular symbol that tells people to love their neighbor. <laughs> I have a new answer for all these stories you're going to read now. <laughs> okay. Call in the Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> to the Satanmobile. <laughs> tell, tell them to please put up the secular symbol of Bahamut. <laughs> Breathing fire down on their plus sign. Wow. I, it's They don't... It's it, The way they talk about it, though, is they really don't get it. They don't understand. I don't know that... They were brought up as Christians, so the cross just means it's a symbol of goodness. It's not a symbol of Christianity. Yeah, I like the the quote in the article, yeah. He sincerely thinks the Christian cross that represents how Jesus died is a secular symbol. (laughs) (laughs) And it must be noted, he's an attorney general. Yeah. Yeah. I like so the next sad. line, too. I guess the Bible's inside are just classic works of literature for anyone who wants to read them. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me wonder about, I've never actually been into the chapel on campus at Penn State here. It's called the Eisenhower Chapel. I'm guessing it's, secu- it's you know, multi-denominational, but I, don't know. I should from, go see. From outside, I don't recall any, uh, any sort of symbolism at all. I, I no. may just have missed it or disregarded it because I'm so used to it, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, the new Catholic center across the street is definitely, but that's separate from the university, so right. it's fine. It's individually, it's privately funded. Right. Hmm. We should go visit Eisenhower and see. Eisenhower? No, that's not right. I don't, I didn't, that didn't sound right, but I don't know what it is called, so I didn't want to try and correct it. Yeah, it's something like that. The, the chapel, in any case. Yeah. On to Alabama, another attorney general. This guy is actually running for attorney general. Sam McClure, he is an attorney from Birmingham. Over the weekend, he sent out a link to a website on his uh, from his Twitter account, and the website doxes abortion providers. So it provides abortion providers' names, phone numbers, addresses, license plate numbers, personal documents, anything they can get their hands on on this wow. website. Uh, he tweeted it, linking a, also a picture of a a woman who one of the doctors. And he said, this woman killed babies on Friday. Can anyone publicly defend why she should not be prosecuted for murder? Uh, the law? It, yeah, the law. <laughs> and he's running for attorney, attorney general. Attorney general. Yep. Is that him at the top? Yes. Dude, he looks no. like a, is he a white nationalist? <laughs> <laughs> I would say he's possible. Wow. His haircut is borderline. Richard Spencer there. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a borderline there. Yeah, this, wow. yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. So he, he's <laughs> running for attorney general in the in Alabama. Isn't that the same state that uh, uh, Strange and uh, Roy Moore, they're running for session seat? Or is that Georgia? Oh. They're running for Senate, though, not attorney. Right. right. Yeah, it is the same state, though. That's where Sessions is from, right? It is Alabama. Alabama. I thought yeah. it was Alabama. Yeah, with that middle name, Bogart? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it could be Mississippi or, you know. Alabama is, uh, wow. I mean... We all we all knew that Alabama was the epitome of the South, but so the question is, uh, how is he polling? That I don't know. I'm going to go mm. to his Twitter page. He don't have a lot of followers. <laughs> he <laughs> well, has two thousand six hundred forty eight followers. Yeah, that's not a ton. 
But apparently he his big thing is he is uh, the founder of the Adoption Law Firm. So it's a law firm dedicated to helping orphan children be adopted. So, you know, that's a good thing. But then again, this is in I'm, a, I'm, this, I'm immediately suspicious, though. <laughs> this is in a state where you have a, a lot of religious adoption agencies. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that uh, being an atheist or what have you, uh, LGBT, you're not going to uh, they're not going to be fighting for you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. Just a just a guess. <laughs> Boy, he has it out for this woman. He's put at least three separate tweets on her. Wow. With her picture and everything. Well, her, yeah, if it's got her, her home address, and that's reprehensible. <laughs> Boy, he is a goon. Look at him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, hopefully he won't win. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. It is Alabama. Well. Yeah. He's got some suspicious-looking flag photos on here, too. I don't know what's going on with this guy. <laughs> Trying to find a link to the white nationalists? Yeah. I mean, it would, I'll, I'll get on this case. I'll work on this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> So moving over to Tennessee, Tennessee has a strange program. I didn't I didn't know things like this existed. But prisoners, if they are within, I think it's 60 days of the end of their sentence, they can get permission to leave the prison in, in casual clothing with no armed supervision, just being led by a quote-unquote mentor to go to church. Hmm. So if you're... Close to the end of your sentence, you're getting out, you've already been, you know, that's been approved. You can start going to church with a mentor, being able to leave uh, the prison. And they, they say that this is a way to get get the prisoners reassociated with their community and get them back in the community as opposed to just being a felon. Okay. So it sounds like a good plan. Sure. And offhand, I don't think I have any real problem with it, except the fact that if you're an atheist and you're not Christian, you... Right, this is not open to you. Yeah, right. you don't have this option in any case. I mean, if you go to the, you know, chicken and waffle house instead, okay, but it doesn't sound like they do, it's just for church. Yeah, you have to have a mentor, and I would imagine that that mentor has to have some sort of affiliation with the local church. Mm, that's problematic. Well, where would an atheist go, though? <laughs> waffle house. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> don't they have a chapel in the prison? Well, most, I think most prisons do. I think yes. the, the point is to get out and you know start reacclimating um, oh. to the outside world. Yeah, I'm all for that idea because yeah, you know, I the, guess the whole throw you to the wolves <laughs> yeah. on day one. Don't they have work release programs too, though? For I, yeah, mean, I don't know if that's they the, absolutely do. If that's mm-hmm. the atheist option, <laughs> but. <laughs> but if you've been in jail for a while, though, it's hard to get a job while you're still there. Right, but the work release program tries to it, it suits. You know, it, it grabs certain individuals and, and actually associates a job with them so that they would have something to do. But this is actually part of the work release program, but mm-hmm. it's associated. It's called the church work release. Mm-hmm. But there's no work involved. You just are able to go to church instead of going to work. Mm-hmm. It says that uh, since it started, one person was caught smuggling drugs and tobacco back into jail. <laughs> However, it seemed to be the only the only time that it happened, and it shut down for a while after that happened, and then uh, it has resumed since. I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a reasonable program, but you need to provide an equitable program for those that are not religious. And it sounds like this attorney is uh, attempting to make that point. So hopefully, the, the sheriff will listen. 
Yeah, the letter from the Freedom From Religion Foundation says that the program is illegal because it ties substantial and desirable benefit mm. to an exclusively religious act. Emolument clause and all that, yeah. Yeah, seems to be a, a good point. But at the same time, I have to say, it sounds like it, you know, is a reasonable idea. Get people reassociated. Right. right. Just you have to open it up a little bit more, that's all. Can we assume that I'm not the only one here? Given the choice of an hour of church or an hour back in the jail, I would go for the jail. <laughs> well, that's, I wasn't sure which way you were leaning on that one. <laughs> I guess I it depends like on even the just say like I was like in jail and I was like, oh my god, I could get out of here for an hour if I just fake mm. wanting to go to church. I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll stay here and watch TV. For an hour. <laughs> like, I just church is so boring to me. Yeah. Well, it depends on the church. I mean, if you're if you're going to uh, a full on um, Southern Baptist church. That's some entertaining shit. <laughs> I guess so. But that requires me to stand up and sing. And <laughs> I'm like, I could just sleep for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Laziness wins. <laughs> I just, because as a young child, I was forced to go to church with baby eaters and stuff like that. And it was, oh, just yeah. such boredom. It is super boring. Even, I mean, the weddings that I've attended, Catholic weddings. Oh, my God. Ugh, the worst. Stand up, <laughs> sit down, kneel, shake your neighbor's hand. What? <laughs> A reading from this, a reading from that. Yep. Singing a song. Ooh, that reminds me. Ooh. So I got a fun surprise on Thursday, hmm. which they did not mention on Thursday. They snuck it in with the paperwork. So I'm sending my son to preschool, mm -hmm. and this preschool is run by a church. But for the most part, from everything I saw, they didn't get too churchy with it. They were like, listen, the I don't know, whatever you call an in-charge-of-the-church person, uh, will come and talk at them for 15 minutes once a week. And I was like, I can live with that. Mm. Because they have a pretty good education program. It's not just like a daycare. They're, they're actually going to be, you know, a lot Pre of learning stuff. seems to be involved. Right, yes. Sure. Cool. So we're looking at the paperwork, and then and we go to the, the orientation and the meet and greet, and they're like, yep, ch chaplain comes in for 15 minutes once a week and tells them, tries to sneak in a... Uh, a religious lesson with whatever we've been learning about that week. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then, uh, <laughs> that's where it starts again. <laughs> it is. It was, it was a, it was a mini trap because oh, no. then I read the paperwork and they're like, oh, and just, it's just in the paperwork. The paper's like, oh yeah, we forgot to mention aloud that also tied in with the chaplain's goal is, uh, by the end of the school year, she wants your child to have the Lord's Prayer memorized. And my wife and oh. I lo looked at each other. And the first thing we were like is, what is that? Is that the one where you we were like, is, is that the thing where you have to shake everybody's hand and say, peace be with you? And I was like, I don't know. And then, then she was like, I don't know. Is that the one where, where uh, the our father that art in heaven? And I said, I don't. No, is it that what you have to say when you're in confession to to uh, to confess your sins? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, Yeah, we'll get it undone by the time he goes to kindergarten. I'm not that worried. I bet your rain knows what it is. <laughs> well, it's our yeah. Father who art in heaven. Yeah, yeah. That's, Hallowed so, be thy uh, name. A what? <laughs> one of the uh, pieces of the Bible that is forever embedded in my brain. Yeah, mm. uh, the Lord's Prayer so, uh, and uh, John three sixteen. After that, I was a smidge disappointed because they're like, we're not too preachy. And they were like, psych, we're super preachy. <laughs> and I was like, eh. If he learns to read, it's a fair trade. <laughs> and for 15 minutes a week, you can undo that. So That's what I thought. Yeah. Until this kid's running around all summer repeating that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. 
So I'm moving, uh, moving overseas real quick. Mm-hmm. I only have one international story. But in England, a new survey that was done... Actually, I think it was just done earlier this year. I don't have a date in front of me. But since 2015, 19 percentage points have gone up. Oh, wait. Let me let me reread this again. Oh, it's gone up. <laughs> Sorry. Five percentage points since 2015. 19 percentage points since 1983. The number of people that say they're not religious in England. Wow. It is up significantly. And a lot of the numbers that are in here I thought were very interesting. The number of people uh, that consider themselves Anglican since 2000, it has gone down to 15%. Wow. Wow. That's the official Church of England. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Young people in particular, 3% aged eight, 18 to 24, describe themselves as, as Anglican, compared wow. to 40% of those who are 75 and over. So uh, the people, the kids now are not being indoctrinated the way they used to be. Yay. Go England. Yeah, you get a little bonus points after Brexit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's still a bunch of idiots. Or a bunch of wankers, as it were. (laughs) So now, if you look at the 18 to 24s, the percentage that say no religion is 71%. Wow. That is significant. I wonder what that is. What is that in this country? (laughs) I have no Hmm. idea. Way Um, lower. No religion. Well, see, that's a specific age group, so I uh, I don't know. But what was it? Four in ten people aged 65 to 74 said they had no religion. So that number has gone up from 27% to nearly 40% in the last uh, in the last seven years. But 71% of young people, 18 to 24, is in no religion. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So the amount of uh, religion being, you know, in, in England is dropping very quickly. Mm-hmm. They they don't have a high – they haven't had a high number in quite some time. And like you said, most of it is Church of England, the Anglican Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just – it's dropping very quickly. <laughs> wow. They, they've reached the point of no return. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, because what yeah. non-religious person is going to bring their children up in religion? It doesn't make any sense. There's no sliding back. Good for them. Few, yeah, an average of 980,000 people attended church each week in 2014. Less than a million people every week. That's amazing. I don't know how many million people are in UK, but... not a, Yeah, compared to us, that seems low, but to them, sure. it's probably not that low. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But I'm assuming that does not include Ireland. That's just England. Yeah, it's Britain. Okay. Because Irish, regardless of what the truth is, will say, I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yep, Catholic. <laughs> Look at me go. Catholic. So I had to look it up real quick. The UK has a population of 65.6 million. Wow. And you said so, 900,000 attend church regularly. Yeah. That, that's So there's a huge number of people that still call themselves religious, but don't go to church every week. Right. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, I wish we were headed a little bit more that way in this country. We are. Just not that our, our, our uh, slope is a little shallower. Yeah. <laughs> I would say a lot. But it's still. Well, I think I read a, a shit ton of millennials register as none, don't they? Yeah, they do. So I when mean, the parents we'll be, can't, we'll see. be dead before any of that takes effect. But <laughs> probably true. All right, just thought that was interesting. Uh, back to this country. This guy I had never heard of, but he came up in an article that uh, came to my attention. Wade Horn. Apparently, he was known as the marriage czar. He worked for uh, George W. Bush in the Health and Human Services. 
department. Mm. He was known as the marriage czar because he would go into poverty-stricken areas and try to get people to get married in order to get people off the dole. Uh, He had a belief that if people were married and started to have kids, that it would get them to get a job and it would get them off of uh, out of the poverty. Uh, Specifically, he worked to refocus federal poverty programs to encourage poor single mothers to marry in order to get them out of poverty. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. And he's back. At Health and Human Services? He is now back in Trump's administration in the Health and Human Services. Yes, yes. I'm going to say he's just the right amount of crazy. Yeah. Just the right amount. <laughs> uh, the department will not say what he's doing there. Mm. Yeah, so Mother Jones contacted Health and Human Services for information about his title, his role at the agency, hiring date, job description, and they were met with, why are you asking? Who are you again? What's your report about? <laughs> What what are you writing about? Okay, we're not going to tell you anything. So they Jeez. refused to uh, to give what should be public information to a reporter because probably because they where they worked. Yeah, put him in charge of abstinence only sex education grants, something like that. Yeah, he previously who the was. fuck is running the show up there? There's no <laughs> way Donald Trump knows who this guy is. No, this is um uh what's his name? Who's in charge of no Price? Not, yeah, Price. So Price is like okay. Oh, I remember this guy. He was a nut job. And I just goes up to the Donald and been like, yeah, this guy, is, he'll he'll fall in line with us. And Donald's like, whatever. I don't care. Whoever he is, do whatever you want. Yeah, I imagine Price is hiring pretty much whoever he wants at this point. Sure. Well, this guy's just – presumably he's just, just a staffer of some sort. So get him on staff. I mean, it's not particularly heinous what he was doing. It's just fucking well, dumb. Th- it's just other- dumb. There's other parts of it, though, and that is the reason that, you know, the the nuclear family works is because of um, the husband's servant leadership and his fatherly advice. And it's all about, you know, the male domination of the marriage nonsense out of the Bible. Oh, I understand that. But I mean, it's not like... Well, Jared, that's a bad thing. It is a a bad thing. (laughs) But like, for some reason, I feel like the guy in charge of the EPA, you know, worked for the oil industry. I feel like somehow that's worse. (laughs) It's degrees of bad. They're all horrifically yeah, but, bad. Yeah. You're but right. You're right. <laughs> I, I refuse to be less outraged <laughs> because there are other things that are more outrageous. <laughs> that being said, only... <laughs> the, the EPA, the uh, Department of Energy, those could be way more disastrous issues. <laughs> However, yeah. this guy also is known, apparently, for his abstinence-only programs, specifically on 20-somethings. Apparently, yeah, good good luck, buddy. Yeah. It's 2017. <laughs> uh, Dave Gilson, who worked at uh, Mother Jones, dubbed the effort "Don't Sleep with Anyone Before 30" campaign. <laughs> He's got a cool mustache too. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. Dude, that is so 80. I mean, maybe this picture was taken in the 80s. I don't know, 80. but man, because he looks relatively <sighs> young to have worked for W. Now, if that's a picture taken now. True. Yeah. It could be an older picture. Maybe he was a young Stephen Miller type back then, you know? <laughs> 30, but looked like he was 55. God, look at his hair. It's so horrible. Just, if, if your hairline is doing that, shave your head. For the love of God, people. Like I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a shaved head is way better than any of that nonsense. <laughs> Plus, your base will love it. <laughs> uh, true. Nice. Oh, yeah. 
In any case, it was just another one of those appointments where I, I went, what? He's a who now? Unbelievable. <laughs> so a lot of the other stuff that I have um, are related to Hurricane Harvey. The The first one is an article that asks a question that, that I brought up when we were watching the floods was, mm -hmm. uh, where's all of the people saying, oh, this is God's punishment because you let the gays into the country? Yeah. Yeah, there's an article on the Religion News Service that basically asks the same question, and it cites all the other storms and everything that have hit, that the people are like, oh, well, this state did this, and that's why it, it's happening there. Uh, New Orleans just kept coming up on how, <laughs> sure. you know, the storms always hit New Orleans. Well, that's because it's a den of sin. and <laughs> But this storm hit Texas really, really hard. Why? Why aren't we hearing anything about that? Did we talk about this last week? I think we brought it up, yeah. Oh. Well, there's nothing to pick on. Well, there's always something to pick on. But Texas, you know, super conservative. Houston, conservative city. Red, 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 all the way across the line down there. So uh, they had to search around to find something, I'm guessing. Oh, I heard Ann Coulter came up with the idea why it happened. Oh, yeah? What did she say? One of, one of the mayors in one of the towns in Texas, she said, was a lesbian. And then they said, she's not a lesbian. She goes, well, she looks like one. Just <gasps> Oh, my God. So, something to that extent. <laughs> wow. So they got it locked up. <laughs> Lesbian-looking mayor. <laughs> so, she is so a six, horrible human being. <laughs> in addition, six days ago, there was an article on uh, Advocate.com. Kevin Swanson, who is a minister, said that Jesus sends the message home unless Americans repent, unless Houston repents. Unless New Orleans repents, mention New Orleans. They didn't even get hit. <laughs> they were all likewise perish. The message is that the Lord Jesus Christ is sending home right now to America. It calls the message calls for the death to LGBT people. Although wow. he says Whoop. that they should get a chance to repent. So, you know, he's being nice. <laughs> but he loves you. <laughs> oh my god. So there you go. Wow. You have to go pretty right wing and uh, hateful in order to get the the storm is from God. But apparently it's still out there. Well, but it looked early on, though, that Austin was going to get dumped on by rain. Austin being the little liberal bastion of, of Texas. But instead that probably it has hit, the lesbian mayor. <laughs> it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. But instead it hit Houston. So I'm thinking God's aim can't be that bad. Really. <laughs> Isn't this the kind of shit that five-year-olds believe? <laughs> like, I remember yeah. when it would rain when I was a kid. They'd say, that's God's tears. Or when it would thunder, that's God's bowling. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm five. What the <laughs> fuck do I know? <laughs> but, like, if you're 55 and you're like, yeah, it seems right. Kill all the LGBT people with this fucking story. Wow. <laughs> let me go on my wireless iPhone and, and get, get the wealth of human knowledge right here. Oh, no. Here it is. Ann Coulter. Tweeted, I don't believe Hurricane Harvey is God's punishment for Houston electing a lesbian mayor, but that is more credible than climate change. Okay, so it was something to that effect. <laughs> yeah. And Anise Parker, who is the the mayor of Houston, tweeted back, darn it, I thought no one knew I had a superpower over weather. <laughs> <laughs> she was an openly gay mayor. Oh, so she was actually gay. Yep. Oh. Openly. Well, there we go. Now we got our answer. <laughs> But she's not currently. She left in 2016. So God is pissed off that she's no longer the mayor. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. Or well, God's got a busy schedule, Karen. And he just got to this one now. Oh, okay. Where did I have that conversation? I thought it might have been on here. The fact that 
David. Basically, you know, in the Bible, the story is that he violated pretty much every one of the laws that God had put in place. And God was so angry that he condemned David's children. Like he didn't do anything to David, but he condemned the (laughs) Israelites because of what David did. And he didn't enforce any of it until after David was dead. That seems pretty petty. But it's the only thing that... (laughs) But he loved those kids. He loves those kids. Because while David was king, there was no problem in the nation. And then it wasn't until afterward. And then people went, oh, well, it was because of what David did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This has been going on for thousands of years. People trying to bring a a pattern of if you do this, it causes that. When all all it really turns out was uh, you you pissed off the Persians and you shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it starts even more basic than that, though. I mean, it hasn't rained for a month in the growing season. And, you know, the kids get up and do a dance and, oh, it rained. Hmm, is there a connection? Let's try it again, see if it works. And eventually you convince yourself that you have to do a rain dance in order for the rain to fall. And you go from there. And comets bring pestilence and it eclipses, you know. Yep. <laughs> These were because they didn't, weren't science back then. Right. And you need to explain it, so... Again, I don't know how you can come up to this conclusion in this day and age, but <laughs> we should have moved past it. this when we came out of the dark ages. We should have just resolved itself at that point. But no, well, we're still fighting. If there's anything that OK Cupid showed us is that religious people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, they breed more. Yes, they do. So let's move on to the next one. That is uh, Joel Austin, which we mentioned yeah. last time as well. This is the guy, he's an evangelical preacher who, or pastor, who uh, has a megachurch and didn't open the megachurch for people affected by the floods. I wanted to, to bring him up again because he has since opened up the uh, his church and made it accessible for people who uh, has lo- have lost their houses and have nowhere else to go. But on Wednesday night, he didn't suspend his Wednesday services. Mm-hmm. He actually had the services, and they there's like a hundred families who had nowhere else to to go. He had the services, and he around passed them. around the <laughs> offering plates mm-hmm. <laughs> to people to a bunch who of have lost people. everything. Yeah, I just well, if you give him money, he'll you'll do well, right? That's how the prosperity works, <laughs> right? I can't so even what... even if you're a scam artist, I can't even comprehend doing such a thing i just don't i, I my brain doesn't I know, you would there. think you would think all eyes are on you at this point after this whole debacle that you would pass those plates around and say all this money is going to these families but that goes against what the message that they're preaching every week though the message they preach every week hard every single week is that if you give money to us it will return to you tenfold they can't back out on that premise that it, it makes it, it... Well, can he change it and say, if you give money to these people, they'll come back to you tenfold? No, because they're not rich. It, it only works... Oh, you, you have to give to the rich, rich people? Yes. This is such a fucking scam. I gotta get in on this. <laughs> if people actually fucking believe that... Yeah, they do. I mean, I know they do, but I just... I mean, I, when you hear about it, you're like, come on, you really can't believe that. <laughs> but they do. They do. Yeah. That is fucking insane. It really is. It's, it's insane that he did that. He knows everybody's watching him right, right. now. Doesn't matter. Or just he, don't pass the fucking plate around if you can't. If, if it go, if it's going to throw your whole scam out the window. Yeah, just don't pass the plate. Just you know, call us. 
you know, send your donations, whatever. Do the preaching part, but don't pass the plate. Come on. Wait a minute. I'm getting this just now on the internet. Uh oh. Joel needed to refuel his private plane. <laughs> so he needed the plate out because <laughs> he had to get the fuck out of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us millions and millions of dollars didn't, wouldn't pay for, to, you know, fill his gas tank. <sighs> By the way, last week I quoted it saying that he had a, that, that mega church held 60,000 people. I was way off. It was 16,000. Yeah. Okay. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not news to us, but. No. Uh, that's, wow. I mean, I know the, the, the prosperity thing is not the point of the article, but, uh, I, I mean, this is fucking crazy. And yet it kind of is, because further down the article, it talks about the lack of empathy for people who believe in the prosperity gospel. Like, uh, apparently, this includes Ben Carson, who is now housing and urban development. He, in March, said that poverty was a state of mind. So, and apparently he is wrapped up in this as well. And Mo Brooks of Alabama said people who lead good lives don't have to deal with pre-existing medical conditions. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's it's the same mentality of if you're doing well and you have money, then you're living right and you don't have to, to worry about, you know, God's punishment. Everything but these people must be fucking insane, right? Because if you came to me and said, you know, hey, Jared, I got this magic fucking elixir that if you drink it, you'll have fucking superpowers for the rest of your life. You'll be super strong. And I'm like, well, I'm a big skeptic. I don't believe you. And he's like, well, I'm just going to give it to you for free. And then if you want more, you got to pay me. All right. And I'm like, all right. And I drink this elixir and nothing happens. What would lead me to go, all right, give me more of this shit? You know, so like, how much more money do you have to give these people when you start to go, I'm not getting any returns back on this? And you just keep going? Yeah. Is that not the definition of being insane? <laughs> yeah, but there's the uh, the principle of sunk cost. When you put, it, it, you know, when, when, you're, when you have a poker hand and you- You're pot committed? Is that what you're committed. saying? Yeah, you're pot committed. <laughs> oh my God. You put so much money in. If you stop now, you won't reap any of the benefits if you stop. And you still kind of believe, but if you stop, you won't get anything. So you can't stop. But do you think anyone ever raises their hand and they're like, uh, Pastor Joel, yeah. how much do I have to give it? For how long do I have to do this for? <laughs> how long did you do it for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. People are gullible. But anyway, what an asshole for handing out the plates. Yeah. That's Yeah. So I, I I would say that we were kind of waffling a little bit about his evilness last week. I waffle no more. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So along with that, I wanted to bring up the uh, the Trump stuff. So in his budget, in his proposed budget, he had completely cut the the federal aid, the disaster aid related to flooding, and has now gone back and said, "Well, we need to look at that again." Mm. Wasn't that like three days before? Harvey, yeah. It was within a week yeah. of, of the storm hitting, yeah. This is the thing where uh, the insurance companies don't have to pay? Right. Yeah. It's amazing, though. If he believed in science, he would have known this storm was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did, he, how did they get away with shit like that? I don't know. Well, I'm not sure. Get away with. His his base doesn't care? His base won't listen to facts? So they're like, facts? yeah, that sounds good, but there's a, a, a hurricane barreling down on us? Let's change it so insurance companies don't have to pay flood insurance. And, Jesus, you know, yeah. and the people paying for the insurance don't necessarily have to collect on time. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. God will provide. <laughs> is, it, is that what it is? 
For some of them, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Are they just not? Are they just not paying attention? <laughs> a little bit of that too. I mean, if I mean, God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> you know, a hurricane were to hit Pennsylvania. I mean, I know it's unlikely because we're <laughs> inland and everything like that. But, you know, or some disaster. <laughs> and our governor's like, hey, I just passed a law where insurance companies don't have to pay any of you people out for a disaster. Have fun with the disaster in three days. <laughs> I think that the four of us would know about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens? To, I mean, these people have been paying premiums on their flood insurance. Right. So what do they get their money back for all those premiums? No. No. So, because they were insured at the time. It just didn't uh, happen at the time. Right. So now they're not, they don't have to pay the premiums anymore, but they're also not insured. Right. Well, part of this, though, I mean, the whole the whole Texas thing, I mean, around Houston, there are very few zoning laws. Right. So people just plunk down houses wherever the hell they wanted, and they've paved over half of the, the, the floodplain. So this was an extraordinary storm. But some of this is their own damn fault for allowing people to build willy-nilly everywhere, so... Well, don't sell those people insurance then. Check where their houses are. <laughs> well, that's one something that always bothered me about, like the Jersey Shore. You go down there, and there are these enormous multi-million dollar houses plunked in the sand dunes. And you know, every couple of years, they get wiped away, and the insurance pays out, and they build them up again. I'm not okay with building, paying for those houses. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. But Insurance is a scam all around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my home insurance helps offset the cost of that nonsense. Crazy. But big, and I think a lot of that has – they pay very high premiums nowadays, but sure. still. But big big government is the problem, Karen. You can't have the government poking <laughs> its head into insurance companies. You don't want the government <laughs> in control of that. So you leave it up to the company and the company goes, well, the only way we can do this is hiking up all the rates. For everyone. For everyone. Or we could have a zoning law that says you can't build within, you know, X distance from the beach. Leave it a beach. Put the dunes in. Keep the dunes up. How about we do that instead? <laughs> Listen, I have health insurance that fights me on every health problem. Yeah. I had multiple doctors, multiple doctors calling my insurance company saying he needs this test done. And they're like, mm, no, we don't think he does. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, but we're doctors. And they're like, yeah, but we're the insurance company. And we don't think he does. Yeah. So we're not paying for it. <laughs> My doctor was literally telling me how to scam the insurance company. <laughs> Tell He's like, this. listen, he goes, listen, he goes, if you go to the emergency room and have chest pains, <laughs> give me the air quotes. He goes, they have to give you that test. Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I was like, I got you. I read you loud and clear, doc. <laughs> wow. And this conversation never happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah. I don't know how how you know. I, it's a shame that it has to be done that way because I was always shocked by that before I understood that everything was a scam. <laughs> when everybody's like, "Well, you have to have insurance," but you know, then you have to hire uh, you know TV lawyer to sue the insurance <laughs> to get them to do the only thing you're paying them to do. I just canceled my insurance, by the way, my health insurance, because the way they have it set up here, I think I talked about this already, yeah, I yeah. cannot see anybody in my immediate area. Yeah. I have to drive 50 miles because I live on the border here. And I'm just like, this is, you know, it used to be exactly what you said, Ian. It used to be, you have to have insurance because it's good for you. What if you get into an accident or something like that? But now it's like, no, you have to have insurance because it's the fucking law and you yeah. just have to do it. <laughs> but it's. Does, it still doesn't work. I agree no, with the, I, it's another scam. I should have came up I, with. <laughs> I agree with the everybody should be required to have insurance because it costs it costs society when people don't have insurance and then have a, pro, a problem that they need medical. However, 
it needs to be done a little bit better. It yeah. needs. It still needs a lot of work. I'm sure when it was originally conceived, that's was what it was about. But now it's different, right? It's right. Because right. the insurance companies got their hands on it and went, "Well, how can we make money out of this?" Right. Yeah. When they were like, "Oh, wait a minute! If we just fight them on everything, we don't have to pay shit." Right. That's one good thing about um, where we work because we have there's enough employees that um, the insurance is actually it's administered by somebody else. It's administered by a health insurance company, but they don't get to make those decisions though. The decisions are made by the the, the organization. So. Right. Which does mean that if you have any serious medical condition, your doctor then has to – well, you have to bring paperwork to your doctor that he fills out that you then take to the university and they send it to their doctors to verify. And it's a a little bit more paperwork, but at least you get somewhere and you're dealing with doctors, not just some insurance guy. Right. And it seems to work pretty well, so – but uh, single payer, nope, that's right out. I don't want my government taking, you know, diving into my medical stuff. Well, it, well we got more senators on single payer now. Yeah. Well, the, the problem, though, is that the insurance companies will fight tooth and nail because they become obsolete at that point. Sure. Well, not if not if you just have a baseline single payer, like a Medicaid hmm. for all. If you have a baseline where everybody has the – it's like having the uh, – what's it called in car insurance where you're only in – the minimum car insurance – that can sure. that could be single payer, and then you can purchase more. Sure, that'd be a good solution. It'd be a- so that if you're, um, yeah, it's guaranteed if you're under a certain salary amount, indigent, whatever, you have a basic level of care, which includes a wellness visit every year and some basic testing procedures. You guys are crazy. Where has that ever worked? <laughs> oh wait, every other country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So I had a couple. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple other things I wanted to mention about the flood. This one will be quick. Seventeen to eighteen. Uh, apparently, seventeen at this point. Mosques in the area, in the Houston area, did not need to wait for the government to come and say that they should be a shelter. They did not wait until the media called them out on it. They actually uh, have opened up and are taking in people who are suffering because of the floods in Houston. And um, I just wanted to provide that as an example. 17 mosques in the area, no problem. Hmm. Uh, And they're not, uh, strangely, they're not passing around plates while the people are there. (laughs) (laughs) The picture in this article sums it all up. (laughs) The guy in the background with his hand up. (laughs) That's the greatest. (laughs) Hey, free meal. Woohoo. Yeah. (laughs) I don't nice. have a problem with Muslims now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine that was an easy thing for them. Well, it's an easy thing for them to do and a difficult thing, I'm sure. Because they have to think about you know, who are we inviting into our mosque because some of those people in Texas are dangerous, but it's the humanitarian thing to do. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But the last thing that I have, it'll all be fine soon because the governor, Governor Abbott in Texas – had a day of prayer on Sunday, so I'm sure everything's fine now, right? Yeah. Did you – oh, did you see um, Trump? What the hell? Oh, he was signing his declaration of – did you know this past Sunday was a – no, Monday. No, whatever. Was a day of prayer for the United States to pray for Houston? I did not. Yeah. So he's standing at his desk. He signs this thing, and then he turns to the people behind him and says, would you like to say a few words? And they did the whole dance of, um, thank you, President Trump, for, you know, declaring this a day of prayer. It's just an example of your leadership. And then he goes to the next person. And they gave him a little pat on the back. It was... Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. How often does this (laughs) happen? This is the second time I'm aware of it. But how often does it happen that we have to go around the 
table and praise the great leader. I'm going to assume it happens every day that we just don't see it on yep, tape all right. the time. Yep. But we yeah, know he got those those folders, those propaganda folders. Yep. So this is – but it, it amazed me because this is he, – he's signing a piece of paper which is meaningless to the people of Houston, does something that does nothing to the people of Houston, and he's getting praise for doing something that does nothing. It was amazing. Because <laughs> they know they got to keep the little baby happy yeah. for as long as possible so he doesn't throw a fit so they can get their fucking tax cuts. And then they're going to throw him under the bus. Oh, so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if they Maybe will no, then, but... No. Pr- no. no th- <laughs> trust me. Did you, hear, <laughs> did you hear the guy that um, is in who was in charge of giving him his little happy news packets every day quit? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just couldn't face his kids anymore? I guess not. <laughs> There's no more good news. I can't find it. He's going to kill me. I'm going to quit. <laughs> I'm starting the repeat photos that just make him look presidential. He's not noticing yet. Sometimes it's black, white. Sometimes it's color. <laughs> I flip him backwards sometimes, but then his hair is parted on the wrong side. I don't know what to do. <laughs> just, I just yeah, wish that the last folder, he would have just put a letter in there that said, it's all going to shit and it's your fault. And then left. <laughs> I just opened it up and there's a nice picture of Obama looking presidential. <laughs> Even better. Or a picture of that uh, gold statue that somebody put in New York City somewhere when he was elected. The naked one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> like, do you think this asshole thinks that there's going to be, like, statues of him? Oh, yeah. And, like, like that he's going to go down as one of the greats, like, Washington, Lincoln, Kennedy. He's already designing Trump. the statue. Are you kidding I was going to say, he's already surpassed everybody you've mentioned. <laughs> he has done as more for As far as greatness country. or as far as, like, news coverage? Hubris? <laughs> Both. <laughs> but as far as ratings? <laughs> well, ratings. when you're talking ratings. <laughs> I mean, we've had 45 presidents mm. since the birth of this nation. I can't name all of them. No. I'm sure some of them were really shitty that I just don't know about. So I mean, like, I just don't, I just don't want Trump to go down in the annals of history, other than as like a humongous mistake that we made. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty inevitable, I think. As arguably the worst president we've ever had, like you're saying, not not one of those forgettable Benjamin Harrison or Miller <laughs> Fillmore kind of presidents, yeah. like like dangerously bad. Like, and he's got that market cornered. There is nobody that yeah. has been this dangerous before. <laughs> oh. Holy well, crap. I imagine there'll be a lot of new laws in place once he gets out to it, <laughs> since it's real loosey-goosey when it comes to the president. Yeah. It's the, uh, did you see Bill Maher last week, where he called it the donkey playing football theory? <laughs> 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 that, that there was a movie back in the 70s made by Disney where they had a donkey as a kicker for a professional football team, and the logic they used was, well, there's not a rule saying, well, you can't have a donkey on the team, <laughs> and that's right. pretty much how it applies to everything that Trump does. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, that's their get around in all the Disney animal films. <laughs> I don't see anything in the rule book that says a golden retriever can't play insert sport. <laughs> Thanks, Airbud. Well, that's what we've come to in totality in the presidency. It started out as there is no collusion. We have nothing to do with Russia. And then, oh, those Russians? All right, fine, but you, we didn't collude. Oh, you got proof of that? Oh, well, collusion isn't a crime, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at is, well, it's not officially on the books as a crime. So neener, neener. Donkey playing football. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. And that latest shit with that Moscow Tower thing. I know we talked a little bit about that last week, but man, did I learn a lot more about that and how shady that looked. Oh, really? I haven't read oh, into yeah. that. 
oh, there was emails with, like, we're going to get our boy elected, and Putin's all in on this, and this, the timelines all sync up with Trump sucking his dick and Putin sucking his dick. Oh, wow. It's insane. He's so fucking guilty. <laughs> so <laughs> but guilty. But is there any proof? Is there anything in writing? Or, or Yeah, there's at least two emails that I know about, and I'm not even on the special counsel. <laughs> That's his son, though. That's not him. Well, I mean, but that leads you farther down. Listen. Sure. I'm telling I you. Want Mueller proof. is not fucking around if he's he wouldn't be doing all this if he didn't have any evidence true yeah i think the main problem is and i think karen said this is trump doesn't do much over email he doesn't do emails so there's going to be a lot of it's going to be very difficult to track anything back because i think most of what he does is word of mouth well it's probably going to have to be getting people to flip on him yes but then then it's in his uh, it's hearsay though it's you know he said that he said and she said that he said kind of stuff. Well, it, yeah, but, it, you know, listen, Nixon was never charged with anything. True. You know, if it comes to the point where they're like, you've you've got to fucking resign. This is just a mm. goddamn mess. And someone is going down and you're implicated in all these things. It just looks horrible. But you just you, you know, just need to leave him a way out. You need to leave a possibility that he can go, oh, well, there you go. I'm I'm all done and I'm exiting gracefully, even if sure. it's not. Yeah. Save face. Yeah. <laughs> I saved Texas from Harvey. I did what I needed to do. I'm out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he, well, he, when he was down there, t- you know, talking to the victims of Harvey, which he actually did this second time. He took a trip down there. But he was saying, it is wonderful. It is great. It's going to be back better than ever. And he's all, you know, peppy. It's like, these poor people have nothing but the clothes on their backs and, you know, and smack Raymond's. <laughs> That's it. He's talking about the crowd size again. And what, a great tur- size. what a great turnout. Yeah. <laughs> You know, considering you have nowhere to go because your homes are all destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, that was the thing, too, with the truck, with the cement thing and everything like that. When he when he hit the <laughs> truck and he was like, all right, go on, boys. He's like, have a good time. They were going to fucking fix shit and save people. <laughs> and he's like, have a good time. Yeah, we didn't uh, not be safe. We or- didn't get into that on the uh, on, while we were recording. The, so- oh, oh. Well, I wanted it so <laughs> well. to just to preload it. He was down there handing out food. He and Melania. Did you did you see any of the video of them handing out food? It was in styrofoam containers. They weren't handing out food. They were pulling a container out of a box, handing it to Melania. Melania was handing it to the person. Like there was right. no need for them yeah. whatsoever. And he had to wear gloves for that, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Well, I would. Well, I'd rather he did. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah, me. But I mean, come on, Obama would not do that. He fucking cracked that styrofoam and grabbed a piece of chicken out. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a racist comment. Chicken is delicious to everybody. <laughs> no, all they were doing was closing the lids and handing it off. That, that's yeah. They were part of a human chain. Uh, I heard a lot of shit about his hats, too, that he was wearing those hats that he sells on his website for $40. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also heard that he only wears those hats when he's too lazy to get his hair done. <laughs> or he's going to be outside why- and it's windy. And that's why he wears it so low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's definitely to cover the hair because he does. He never takes it off. Once it's on his head, it's staying there until you don't see him anymore. True. Well, you can't have presidential hat hair. <laughs> so what was Turns he supposed to be? Disaster. What was he supposed to be doing with the pickup truck? Oh yeah, the cement. Oh, so this. So they had him helping out the the carpenters and stuff like that who were going out to do shit and sandbag and shit like that. You know, it was a photo op thing. Right, sure. And this pickup truck pulls up with two guys in it with the whole bed empty. And they there was another guy on the street and he points to the president and he says, okay, pick up that bucket of cement and give it to those guys. Right? Put it in the truck. <laughs> and Trump's like, okay, I'm helping. 
and he picks up this big plastic bucket of fucking cement and walks over to the driver's side window and just hands it to the guy instead of putting it in the bed of the pickup truck. And he backs away and he's like, yeah, <laughs> good exercise, right? And the other guy's like, you have to put it in the bed, right? And then Trump grabbed like a little cardboard box. He's like, I'll put this back here. He puts that back there. That's proving, you know, a real people's guy. Yeah. yeah. Real man's man. Logical thinker. Salt, so. salt of the earth. Donald Trump <laughs> lives in his gold palace. Doesn't never seen a pickup truck before how it operates. No. I, it always amazes me how fascinated he gets when he gets into the big rigs. I mean, he's in it with a fire truck now and some big trucker's truck. He gets up there and he's like, rah, pounding his fist and yelling at the truck. Like, what are <laughs> you? You mean 12? like a five-year-old? Yeah. Would? Yeah. <laughs> it's really bizarre. That... That level of behavior is perfectly acceptable if you're five. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Not when you're the president of the United States. Makes me this un- is a man who's had money his whole life. Like yeah. when he was signing, remember he was signing hats for those kids and he just signed the kid's hat and then threw it into the fucking crowd? Yeah. Kid's like, oh, my hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should just keep him in the Oval Office. <laughs> I would rather they kicked him out of the Oval Office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it just seems like every time he walks out of the White House, there's like some stumbling block he hits. Like when he was when he traveled to Israel, he's like, "Yeah, we just got back from the Middle East." <laughs> like, don't open your mouth, don't fucking leave the house. Well, um, Putin said something today. I don't know if it was today or yesterday about it, dealing with the Americans. Sometimes it's difficult to deal with people that don't know the difference between Austria and Australia. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary burn. Yeah. Uh, oh my! So that that won't make them friends anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't know how that friendship. Uh, I don't know how that's going. Well, it's, it's all- easy. <laughs> Money. Every so often, there's an email sent with a picture of a VHS tape, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about the money. Because, well, theoretically, and some people report that Putin is by far the richest man in the world. He has stripped most of the wealth out of Russia and has put it into his own pockets and those of his friends. And uh, Trump is of the same ilk. He is all about grabbing as much money as humanly possible. In fact, I remember back early on in the campaign, there was one time when he was up in front of, uh, you know, a giant assembly of his people. And he was talking about all my life, all all I've ever wanted is money, 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 making grabbing, you know, fist movements. And it's all that's (laughs) all that's important to him. It's not changed. No. So... That's no, what I certainly have. wouldn't put him as compassionate or having empathy. No. And that's why he has so much trouble when he goes to places like Houston, because he has no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't empathize with those people. He can't sympathize with them. He can't put himself in their shoes. He cannot bring himself to give a shit about those people. Yeah. But they believe that he does. Yeah, they do. Hmm. Because everything that Donald Trump has done till before he was president indicated that he was that type of person. <laughs> everything he did. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was just a new recent Fox poll Hmm? that uh, was really bad for him. Hmm. They had like, I don't know the exact numbers, but they were pretty high of Fox News viewers who were saying that he is dividing the country. Wow. And that he is not doing well and he's he's really screwing up badly. And um, they even interviewed a few of them and they were like, I don't know, man. I was on board, but it's so hard to be on board now with all the dumb shit. (laughs) Um, I can't believe Fox News even aired it after yeah. <laughs> it went south like that. But, you know, they got Sean Hannity and Tommy Lauren to <laughs> suck Trump's dick all day. 
If I could put it bluntly. Yeah. I'm curious. It's pretty appropriate. I had an argument with a guy saying that uh, Obama was the most divisive president in history. So I'm curious what his take is. I imagine he's still still in the same mindset. I imagine if you're racist, you will believe that. I'm not saying your friend's racist, but. I know some. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I've heard that that too from people, and I'm like, what? How? Most. I was gonna say most divisive in that the country was in a pretty even split, yeah. as opposed to this new guy, whoever he's like, he's the worst. And there's like twelve people like, nope, he's our king. <laughs> well, don't you remember all those KKK rallies when uh, Obama was president? People getting killed at them. It happened like every day. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, there, I think during Obama's presidency, there were certainly a number of white supremacists that got severely uncomfortable and angry. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, they felt he was the most divisive because they were white and he was black. Right. But that's a fairly <laughs> small percentage of our population. So I don't really care what they think. That's also a Fox News talking point, though. So if you hear anybody saying that, they're usually probably just parroting what they hear there. Sure. As for actual examples, and they'll be like, I don't know. Obamacare? <laughs> well, don't quite don't take away my ACA though. <laughs> what is it? The, what is it called? The um, nope, it's, I'm not going to be able to get it. But the uh, sorry, without clues, yeah, we can't I even know. <laughs> but the, there are a lot of guesses I can there's venture. A ter- there's, there's a term that the the GOP came up with that proved that he was divisive, and it was dividing people up into classes in order to show the, their differences, and it was Obama that did that. It wasn't... Uh, right. I can't think of the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it became class warfare when you want to take money away from rich people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, th- th- it's a term like class war- warfare, but for race. Yeah. Racial... Divide? <laughs> divisiveness. Identity yeah. politics. I- identity politics. That's, that's it. it. That didn't yeah, exist Yeah, I hear that thrown around a lot. It's just... <laughs> Once, uh, once Obama are... was in place, then identity politics, that became a huge thing. So, therefore, he's the most divisive, even though it's the GOP that came up with that. What do they mean when they say identity politics? I don't even know what that means. That it's uh, what, uh, what I surmise from it is that it's all about personality and nothing to do with what you actually do. And that that was their big sticking point when Obama first got voted in in 2008, was that he was a rock star, that he wasn't a real politician, that people just voted for him because they thought he was cool. Hmm. As opposed to John McCain, who, by the way, they're call- I've seen people on tape calling for John McCain to be arrested for treason. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Someone put it in my fucking feed on Facebook of some asshole <laughs> in some southern state. Wow. Because he, be- because he won't agree with Trump. Treason. <laughs> wow. I can- they're turning on Trump. A goddamn war hero with brain cancer. <laughs> Sorry. There's, like, what I thought were simple or at least, you know, easy to understand words. They're just blowing people's minds when they're throwing around persecution and treason. I'm like, how do you not know what these words mean? How do you not know if the Internet is type, type it into Google? Treason for not agreeing with Trump. Well, let me you know what? There's a this is a good question. How dare Congress limit the powers of the president? Treason. I all through my schooling. From kindergarten all the way till my last year of high school, I never once had a civics class. Really? Did you guys? Yeah. I did. I did not. I learned more from um, Schoolhouse Rock than I did from my civics <laughs> class. But uh, I mean, a lot of what I what I had to learn about the government, and I learned shit, new shit every day, mm. uh, especially about the presidency, I had to learn basically on my own. 
And I'm sure a lot of people don't think that Congress or that the House of Representatives and the Senate are, like, beholden to Trump. Like, they have to do what the president says. Mm. Therefore, an idiot would go, well, yeah, that's treason. He won't do what the president told him to do. <laughs> like, they don't understand that there's three separate branches of government and that... Oh, or understand that defying the president isn't treason. <laughs> well... <laughs> in any way! Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, 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 I don't know. I... I think they think they voted in a monarch or something. I don't yeah. understand. They call him God Emperor. Yes, they do. They think that he's a monarch. Yes. Oh, just like that old Onion article. <laughs> Americans are still letting rich assholes make decisions for them. Yeah. All right. I think that's uh, mm. that's probably it. Does anybody have anything else they want to bring up? Well, you had the the one more link about link on there about um, how to help as a humanist. Oh, hey, I did. Yeah. So if you're looking for uh, something to help out uh, with for the hurricane, the Foundation Beyond Belief, foundationbeyondbelief.org, is a good site. They are a group of humanists who uh, have no religious affiliation whatsoever, and they are a site where guarantee that the any funds that they are able to get will go toward activities to help fellow man. Doesn't go to any religious organization, doesn't go to, uh, they don't do a whole lot of advertising. I mean, granted, advertising has its place. You got to get the word out there, but, uh, the, the money basically goes to where, where it should, where it needs to go. So foundationbeyondbelief.org. I'll give them a free Are plug. You telling me that I've done something wrong because I've donated to the Red Cross numerous times this week. Indeed. Did Indeed. I you have up? failed. What what is the red what is bad about the Red Cross? Well, it's in the name. Actually, I think they're one of the more reasonable ones. Yeah, the Red Cross. I don't have any uh, information against the Red Cross. So that is, they're definitely a good. No, they're getting in trouble they? for uh, some uh, what they did down in they they uh, they are under investigation for their relief efforts in Haiti. They're mm. doing nothing wrong, as far as I know, with this Harvey situation or anything, and. Uh, it's just the American Red Cross. I want to make that distinction very clear. There are other branches of the Red Cross that are, uh, you know, under no scrutiny whatsoever. They are doing a great job. Oh, wait a minute. Now I think I heard. Is this something where they asked the head guy of it, the, like how much money went to actually went to Haiti? And he's like, I don't know. Or uh, something I, that effect. I, yeah, I think I, I think that is where it stemmed from. And now it, the investigation is getting deeper. Well, God damn it, Walmart. Stop asking me to donate a dollar then. I'm not doing it. <laughs> See. Yeah, don't do it. My dollar, my dollar is going to the foundation beyond belief dot org. <laughs> exactly. I feel a, I feel a cross cross promotional PSA coming up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, how about a public service announcement about don't go to Walmart? Don't don't. <laughs> uh, you don't live where I live, Karen. Yeah, has, has, I don't have many choices. Uh, he has really limited options. It's not like he's just lazy. Like, I could see if it was like me and I'd be like, well, it's an extra four minutes to get to Target. I'm not driving that far. Or I don't have a downtown area where people, you know, still make things in small businesses. Mm-hmm. Jared does not have any of those things. Yeah, I can eat. The only thing I can buy in town is liquor. <laughs> Restaurant food or art? <laughs> well, buy can't as, live on those. Buy as much as you can on Amazon, then, and just you know, limit what you buy there. Because <laughs> you're supporting horrible people. I mean, it, they provide jobs, but they provide horrible jobs. So, well, actually, they they upped their minimum wage higher than the national. They did. did they? Yeah, mm. 
do they give people, you know, full-time hours so they can get health benefits? Oh, uh, no, they, but every company pulls that fucking bullshit. They, they, they do it to a degree that is, um... Oh, yeah, you'll get, a friend of mine got fired for uh, not taking a lunch break. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're not taking a lunch break. <sighs> well, yeah, when, when you're getting scheduled for 31 and a half hours just to make sure they don't have to give you any benefits and you skip that lunch break. Oh, right, you're hourly. Gonna... They have to pay you if you don't take the lunch break. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> not but it's open you. 24 hours. I know, but... <laughs> yeah. But it's the Walton family. They're horrible. The richest know, family in the I country. <laughs> I know. <sighs> all, right. all right, if there's nowhere else to shop, damn it. There really isn't. <laughs> All right, I think that that's all we have for this week, right? <laughs> for yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I got blasted for the Red Cross and Walmart <laughs> all in one shot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so if you want to contact us, the best way to do it would probably be on Twitter, at ProfaneArg, or the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash ProfaneArg. Uh, the website may have some issues as I'm transitioning the website over to a new host. So uh, if you could, right now you can go to ProfaneArguments.com, plural, and that should take you to the new site. But uh, until everything gets transferred, it might be a little hokey. I don't know. I, I guarantee nothing. <laughs> uh, also, if you'd enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can share the podcast on social media or you really go to iTunes, leave a review. You can also leave comments and a review on SoundCloud or Google Play. Finally, I'd like to encourage, uh, if you're looking for a podcast, check out the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. A whole bunch of different shows on there that you can check out. I recommend giving it a try. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you.